Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. And welcome to America's Heroes Group. Today is Saturday, May 7th, 2022. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Military Caregiver of Caregiver Month. You just heard our host, Cliff Kelly. I'm the co-host, Sean Claiborne. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our, not to be forgotten, our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And welcome back to our show. We have a great show for you here today. Um, also on Mother's Day weekend, can give a shout-out to the mothers out there. We have our partner, Mr. Rob Howard. And then also, he is a U.S. Navy veteran, president and CEO of Zodiac Solutions, LLC, and Rod Matthew. He is a U.S. Navy veteran, owner of Brevian Energy, and specializes in microgrid technologies and renewable energy. And we're going to talk about something, something new. We have these guys on before, but we want to talk about something a little bit different today in that area. It's very, very big in a lot of people's minds. And also something that's going to probably be very, very big and important in this country and around the world in the very near future. And that's broadband and charging stations and the updates regarding that, and also how we employ veterans in the process. So, uh, uh, so Rod, what can you tell us about that? Uh, well, first of all, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, to my beautiful wife, uh, and to all the mothers that are out there. Happy Mother's Day. I just want to pass that along. Um, uh, first, there are quite a few programs that are coming online to get trained for these positions. Uh, that is essential. Um, first of all, to get the training and the skills that are necessary to go out there and, and fill the positions that are that are available. There are a lot of uh, programs that are geared directly towards veterans and programs that are offered by the government in order to fill the gaps with the upcoming demand for these services. Now, Rob, now from what I understand in a nutshell, the kind of, so people don't get lost in conversation, what a microgrid basically is, the way I look at it, is a way that you can generate energy independent or on the grid. So you can basically, so, so and correct me if I'm wrong, so if you have, so right now, if you have solar panels, if you have energy, some kind of energy producing uh, generator, unless it's a plug-in generator, if the grid goes down, your power can still go down. However, this can be something that's connected to the grid, the power of your home, can power a community, can power anything. But if that, but if that grid goes down, you still can have power. Is that right? Right. And and one of the things to think about, too, let's talk microgrids in general. We tend to really focus on sustainable and renewable and reliable power. Mm-hmm. But the reality is 
let's say a hospital where a hospital has a diesel generator for emergencies. They've got their other, some solar panels and some battery storage. They could literally have a microgrid, but then they would need that diesel generator when the grid's down. What we're really trying to let people know is as we're shifting the energy network, the complete network, there's a push to change it. The microgrids are critical because what's happening is we are, in a sense, decentralizing the grid. In the past, the grid was the power plant to the transformer to the house of business. Now we're going, it may not be a power plant. It may be a solar field. It may be a hydrogen fuel cell uh, set. It actually may be wind, offshore wind. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we want to generate electricity. And Ohm's law is still Ohm's law. You got, in order to get power, you need both and amperes. So what we're talking about is how do we get those electrons to the grid? So the microgrid is... I don't necessarily have to count on anybody else. And that's where the design comes in because each one is custom, you know. So that's that's where it comes in. It, you, you customize based on your usage and, you know, based on your need and how much reliability. So you can theoretically have power indefinitely on your own that's generated, generated some kind of way either through with the help of somebody you pay or without having to pay somebody for electricity. Exactly. And uh, one of the things, as we're talking about, here's how connected it is. A lot of people are getting EV, electric vehicles, and they're putting in their EV charger at their home. Well, read the small print. Because, because the investor-owned utilities and those who are in charge of our grid understand how distributed this energy is going to be, part of your agreement to install that um charger is that they can actually access your battery from your car if it's plugged in. It's so they all can take connected. power away from you, that being said? Correct. In an emergency, mm-hmm. there and you're yeah, to me demand. Yeah. yeah. To me demand spikes, uh that's part of the your agreement for getting that technology installed. Uh, again, like Rob said, in in the fine print they really don't tell you that. Uh but in Times where they're, you know, we're faced with rolling blackouts because we have critical demand, uh, then they can go in and tap into your system to help put that onto the grid to meet their demand of the customers. And that kind of makes me concerned because we're the, the world is getting bigger, not smaller. Energy is getting more and more expensive. We're in an inflationary period right now. We got a big war going on. That's it, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, that has the underlying undertones of energy. Okay, Ukraine is a is a natural gas and oil producer. They also produce wheat. Russia is a natural gas producer. They also produce wheat, and they're and all those things are used for energy. So if if they have the power then to go in, this which also brings me to the next my next uh, point and topic on the same subject. But I've been reading articles that say the utility companies are actually starting to invest more into the microgrid technology. And what does that mean for veterans who want to get into this business and try to, you know, create a, um, a business for themselves to install or service these types of technologies? Opportunity is opportunity. Did we say it again? Opportunity. Um, Let me say it Opportunity. <laughs> absolutely. If you look on the commercial side of things, uh, we're really, you know, 
uh, that's really the highest demand for power rods on the commercial side, you know, manufacturers, you know, big industry and that kind of stuff. Uh, they are deploying renewable energy at less than a 10% rate. So mm-hmm. that means there's 90% of them that aren't. Wow. And I read, a, read an article that something like uh, it's supposed to grow their, their share or growth in the microgrid technology for utility companies. is supposed to grow like 20%. 19% over the next uh, nine, but before 2029, as a matter of fact. Well, and, and think of it this way. Every time your electric bill at your home goes up, it's going up at the business at the same time. And businesses are using, if, if we just launched a, a community choice energy group where they're doing the power purchasing for the customers versus the investor-owned utility, they're just doing the poles and wires, delivering it from where you bought it from to the house. They make up less than 20% of the total number of customers, but the businesses make up 70, over 70% of the actual electrical energy usage. Wow. Usage, that's correct. Could you see a it's future? About the, sorry, could, you, could you see a future where... Just like you, you can call up a local plumber, a person goes to trade school, becomes a plumber, a person goes to trade school, becomes an electrician. Um, they don't have to go work for a, uh, for a utility company or they don't have to go work for a big major corporation. They can go start their own business, put it, put their name inside of a van and go out and start doing, get a contract with a hospital and do all their plumbing. Or they get a contract with a fire department and do all their, all their electrical work. Um, could, do you see that happening with electricity through microgrids? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's the way the... Uh, economy is moving in general, and the workforce is moving in general, is becoming uh, more of a gig-type economy where you necessarily don't work for a corporation, but you do these services for yourselves. Uh, you're starting to see that a lot more in our young people today. They have that mindset. You know, even us, you know, I'm of an age. Uh, I won't necessarily say what it is, but I'll just say I'm of an age <laughs> where we saw our parents could, you know, come out of high school, get a job and sustain a family and all of that. But I'm of that age where that kind of dream was not really a reality anymore for us, mm-hmm. where you needed some kind of higher education. But now we're moving into an era where you're seeing there is a shortage and a great demand for skilled labor, right? Mm-hmm. Which not necessarily is met by colleges, but these training programs or the certi- uh, uh, specified training schools that give you a particular skill, like to be an electrician. You know, even to be an EV mechanic, you have to understand electricity. So you have to be an electrician before you can even be an EV mechanic. Wow. Right? So, uh, but there are so many opportunities out there uh, for people because the demand is so great. We are just seeing this in its infancy. They're saying by the end of this decade, effectively, Half of the cars that are going to be sold in this country are going to be electric. Somebody's got to work on them. Our whole infrastructure is going to change because of that. I can't. This is a, this is a part that gets me. And a lot of people on the social media, people are talking about it on the on the, on the internet. People talk about it on Wall Street. They're saying that they cannot see how it's possible that we can get all these charging stations up and running um, in that shorter time frame to meet all this demand. So what is how is what? How do you see that unfolding? What is going to happen? It's going to start and spark that that revolution. I I think part of it is going to be here is the goal 
here's the infrastructure we have in place to meet the goal. And you're going to see it's going to get to critical mass because what we're seeing right now, even on the electric vehicle um, production side, think about it. What are they struggling with right now? Because they're struggling with supply chain. Mm -hmm. They're struggling with issues around chips. Well, you have to manufacture those chips, and it's not being done here. So, So what we're going to have to watch and what we do as a business is monitor the trend, do the projections of what's coming. And so, again, I'm back to opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. The training that is available, a lot of it is free. Mm. And some of the, the, the like microgrid boot camp training, if you're a veteran at Arizona State University, try to get into those classes because for veterans they are free. And and I just want I just want to say this about why the veteran piece is so critical. One of the things that veterans come away with that's not always found in a lot of other areas of life is the discipline to be an entrepreneur, the discipline to work in a technical area, the discipline to say, okay, this is what we got. What's the goal? What's the mission? Let's get busy. And if you're going to get in front of this going forward, you have to have that discipline. You have to have that willingness to say, okay, we don't exactly know how this is going to play out, but I do know we need to get to this point. Let me start working on it. I want to make sure when they start looking at the infrastructure, I know how to install. When they start looking at the cars, I know how to repair. Because, again, I don't know how bad the traffic is where you are, but when I go out and look on the freeway and I just try to imagine half of those cars being electric, you know what I see? I see dollar signs. That's what I see. <laughs> I was about to say, I see the same thing. Absolutely. And again, America has really always risen to the task, right? If we are going to be faced with a situation where we're going to have all these electric vehicles, you can guarantee we're going to come up with some way either because of financial, number one, and production reasons, number two, uh, to make it happen. So I'm confident that, you know, we'll find a way to make it happen. And, again, like like Rob was saying, uh, there is just great opportunity. And for veterans, uh, there are opportunities to get this, this knowledge without you even having to pay for it. Mm. Uh, so how do people uh, we've shared a bunch of information. We've shared a lot of information. Go ahead, go ahead. We share some information in the, in the chat. I don't know how you can make that available to your listeners. Uh, but if you can combine those, we have uh, training available through edX. Training of, uh, we have uh, some training centers that are available through the state of Illinois. As Rob said, the microgrid boot camp that is offered by Arizona State University, by the, the Interstate Renewable Energy Coalition. They have a veteran solar readiness program that can uh, just tap you right in, into the industry, give you training, and give you job placement assistance. Wow. So uh, I would say very very much so take advantage of those. There are free trainings that you can, on your own, at your own pace, just become more familiar uh, with the whole concept of of what it is. So I advise you to really, you know, take advantage of that, those opportunities, especially for veterans. I mean, you have no reason not to. We have a newsletter that we just launched recently. So um, if you guys have the have the time, if you could prepare like some kind of articles, we can put into our newsletter that has this information in it and ways that we can connect. Absolutely. connect. 
Because that is something that people, I think, really need to take advantage of. Because, I mean, people have been talking about putting solar panels on their roofs and things like that. And then from a military mindset, and I'm not trying to be be a stereotypical veteran or anything like that, but from a military mindset, I've always had this idea about being self-sufficient and also about putting solar panels on my building. You know what I'm saying? It's just this, 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 this part, it's in the back of my. I'm always thinking about that more of a def, for of a defense kind of you know thing. It's for, for security purposes, things like that. Never knowing when the power's going to go right. down. Never knowing when you know something could happen. New York City could go down. I mean, for that happened. Right. What, how many times has that happened? The whole city of New York went black. Okay, that could happen in Chicago. And even for us, that's why it's so important for even a microgrid. See, a solar. No, you're only protected in the daytime. Right, right? Exactly. So at nighttime, what are you going to do, right? Exactly. The, the grid goes down. You're just down just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So we deploy microgrids to allow you to be sustainable by producing your own power and being able to dispatch other assets to fill the gaps uh, to all work in concert to keep the lights on when they need to be on. I like the way that sounds, man. I really do. So tell us again, how do people connect with you? Give us your website information, your social media information. So people want to learn more about this. What can they do to get on the Internet to find out more? Well, with us, you can find uh, at www.brevian, that's B-R-E-V as in Victor, I-A-N energy.com. You can go there, and there is a wealth of information. There are all kinds of videos. There are case studies that you can take a look at it. Their introductions are really what a microgrid is that can walk you through to get you more educated on that. So, uh, and all of our contact information is right there on the website. So that is uh, by far the best way to reach us and become more educated on the uh, subject of microgrids in general. Now, very, very quietly, I've noticed there's, there's towns and cities and even uh, departments like Fort Collins I read about, a place called, I don't know if you're familiar with Fort Collins, Colorado. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Tell us about Fort Collins, what they're doing there with the microgrids. Well, I mean, you have to leave and look as far as Fort Collins. You look in Chicago is like the largest city to deploy microgrids so far in the United States. Really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's why that's why I even wanted to forego that. I wanted to say go right to your backyard. Chicago. Wow. Uh, has deployed a microgrid. Well, and we're looking at some of the use? surrounding cities. What is it used for? What do you do with it? Uh, at this point, they're keeping up, uh, taking some of the government buildings and putting them uh, in a situation where they're generating their own power. Wow. And becoming more resilient, uh, which is really vital in the wintertime, especially uh, in mm-hmm. Chicago. You know, because we live in California, we're not subject to the temperatures that you guys are there in the wintertime. But uh, keeping the heating going in the, in the wintertime, I think, is very it's very important Definitely. and implementing those microgrids are going to be saving money, uh, number one, and making a situation where, you know, the possibilities of, of that heating being disrupted uh, is minimal. And you can make a power yeah. grid, a microgrid, I'm sorry, um, as small or as large as you need it. Is that correct? Absolutely. Correct. From a single building or a single home to an entire community. Wow. That's amazing. So, and also when I think about, when I think about like the regular grid, the regular power grid, I think of a Christmas light tree or the lights of or Christmas, the lights you put on a Christmas tree, like when one bulb goes out, the, the entire string goes out. But now you have a new, the new bulbs and ones you buy the LEDs they got nowadays, one bulb could go out, the whole other ones, they're not even affected. Absolutely. Wow. And that's, a great, and you, that, 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 that's a great analogy. Yep. Uh, and also I want to, I want to stress this point about microgrids for these communities. Local governments, again, most of the growth is probably on the commercial side, 
But I will tell you, like the small cities around Chicago where you have, they're trying to figure out ways to close the budget gap. Install microgrid because now you're cutting your energy costs. That's one of the costs that is there day in, day out. So if you can close that gap and prevent the increase, you're actually making, now you're getting in the black. And I tell people, you cannot care about the environment. But I think you care about your bottom line. I hear that. And so now you're resilient and you're financially, you're making yourself more financially stable and you've got the type of reliability you need on into the future. So I just, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about them, man. I just hope our folks get it and understand it. You know, like what, what the song say, every day I'm hustling, start hustling. <laughs> All right, Rod, Rob, I appreciate your time with us. You guys did a great job explaining what we needed to hear and also look forward to having you back on the show again. All well, right, you guys. Look forward to it. Always look forward to uh, visiting with the listeners and uh, getting a chance to have a conversation with you. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.